I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. This is Utah Weekly Forum, a public affairs show dedicated to learning more about the issues affecting our lives and health and exploring the resources available in our diverse communities to help. Here's your host, Rebecca Cressman. Welcome. I'm so glad today that we're going to have a chance to talk about what an impact we all in our community can have on growing writers, budding authors, as we talk of with the co-founder of the Teen Author Bootcamp, Joe Schaefer-Layton and Emma Nelson, who is the CEO of Al Hollow Press. And so welcome, Emma. Welcome, Joe. Thank you. Thank you. By the way, I should also mention there's a couple of titles you both have, but importantly, since we're going to talk about writing, you're both authors, published authors. Now, Emma, your field has been more along the lines of nonfiction. Is that right? Correct. Yes. All right. And then on the fiction side, uh, Joe Schaefer Layton. So uh, the latest book to be published by you, Joe? Well, um, my Stanley and Hazel trilogy is being re-released with a new publisher, Owl Hollow Press. And then a new book that hasn't been released at all yet, Badlands, comes out this fall. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. You are welcome. We'll talk about the connection um, to your writings and the development of the Teen Author Boot Camp. So first of all, let's talk about what the Teen Author Boot Camp is and how long has it been going, Joe? I think it, we started around 2009, 2010. A writing group came together, Jennifer Jenkins, myself, and several other writers got together to have a writing group because we all wanted to have our books published someday. And in our talks, it sort of developed this idea of mentoring younger people because we had all been younger at one point and had these aspirations to be a writer, but the programs just weren't in the school to really help us along in our way with creative writing. There weren't strong programs for that. And it's kind of a specialized thing. The, the kind of kids that love books and love writing, um, they, there wasn't really a tribe for them at school. There wasn't a group necessarily that they could identify with. And so we thought, you know, it started out with thoughts of like, maybe we should have a writing contest. And then it turned into what if we did a writing conference just for teens? Um, because there's plenty of other writing conferences for adults. But we thought it would be really cool to show that we took them seriously and someplace that they could go to develop their talents with other kids that are like they are, you know, because sometimes you feel like you're like in this little silo. Oh, I'm this kid that likes books and writing. And so to bring them all together, um, we just thought that would bring power to their their craft. And that's when lightning struck from the side, (laughs) from the skies (laughs) and and came came down on this because it was a brilliant, it was a lot of hard work to put these conferences together. But to me, you know, like any uh, work of, of miracle of nature is it absolutely electrified 
um, teenagers who had a dream of writing and, and opened the way, showed that there is a way, and then gave support as well. Emma, I know that you're also uh, connected with the Teen Author Boot Camp because, you know, tell us, you've been, when when the, the writers come to the conference and they submit their writings, you've been publishing that, is that correct? Correct. So I, I volunteered almost since the beginning with the first chapter contest. And then a few years into that, um, we kind of had this light bulb moment. I believe it was author Lee Statham who suggested an anthology. And Teen Author Bootcamp has always been great about the application of what they learn at conferences. And so they have all these little programs to help the teens to actually apply what they've learned. So ours is a short story anthology. And so this through a rigorous publication process. Um, it's a it's competitive. They go through the editing cycle with our editor. They um, they they really go from querying to publication in in kind of a smaller scale with a short story. And so it gives them that hands on look at what the publishing industry is and what writing cross like from beginning to end. Yeah, I have to ask you since you are the CEO of Al uh, Hall of Press. Did you always want to write? How did, how is it that you became a publisher? Uh, yeah, I've written for years. I did a, a master's degree where I wrote a lot of nonfiction around fairy tales and folklore. And I honestly wish I had a better origin story, but I just kind of hit creative burnout. But I loved the business side of the industry. And so that's where I kind of picked up um, all of these pieces that I'd been studying and working on for years and started to applying them to other authors. And, and it's extraordinary because I can remember what it was like uh, for beginning writers to finally get that kind of callback saying, yes, we want to publish what you're writing. And that's the dream uh, that writers, you know, month after month, year in year, year are working towards. So it's really exciting that we've got your skills um, for many years helping the Teen Author Boot Camp. Joe, when is this year's Teen Author Boot Camp? And let's talk about the different um, types of boot camps because it's not just teens it's tweens now right yes correct so march 25th is the the upcoming one so that's coming up really quick and registration closes in the next few days um but we're really blessed to have new york times best-selling authors holly black and nick brooks as our keynotes and then dozens of other um best-selling authors coming to workshop with the kids we're excited about that we have the tween author boot camp that happens in the fall and we have ongoing free webinars and podcasts and other materials that we make available to kids and to schools. Our teen author boot camp classroom program, um, we can we put it together with the Common Core so that teachers can use it as a curriculum in their classroom, and that's available online by subscription. So we're just trying to make sure that throughout the year there's there's material and stuff that people can access to help them with their writing journey and to continue to work on these skills. Because there's nothing like literacy and articulation and learning the skills of writing and communication that empowers a kid more in so many ways. I mean, the statistics show kids who are strong in the communications and who have learned how to write properly, um, they do better in life altogether. They do better in the workplace. They do better across the board. So it's a really important skill. I couldn't concur with them more because sometimes we think linear, especially as an adult. We go, oh, yes, well, you know, let's have them attend the teen author boot camp because I'd love for them to take all their creative doodling and become an author someday. And yet Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be the line of sight that that they end up becoming an author. It could just be the entire experience of learning about character development, learning about plots, learning about, you know, finding a tribe of people that believe in storytelling and nurturing that 
creativity that that is the major impact that, um, you know, influences them for the years to come. Yes. And very few things can bring empathy like writing because you have to put yourself in the shoes of so many different characters and so many different lines of thought to to fill out a character that you it it makes you be empathetic in a way because you have to know how this character would think and why they would think that. So I think on so many levels, it's just helpful to create a whole human being to be able to think creative that way, but also be able to take, you know, organize big ideas into words um, and taking chaos and making it into something that is organized, I think is just a really valuable skill as well. Emma, I'm curious because of all the years that you've been publishing the anthology of these teen writers, uh, their short stories in particular, uh, has it really been um, surprising to you to see the amount of creativity that comes that you're seeing in their writing? Absolutely. There it's, it's a fun group because if you go to the conference, if you read the writing, they're so passionate about it. And they're, they're so driven um, where teens could be sleeping in on a Saturday. They show up at this conference early and they're passionate about it. And you see it in the short stories, particularly um, in the, in the themes that they choose. They, you know, there's a lot about bullying or um, parental conflict or things that you know that they're dealing with and they're, they're, putting that into a fantasy setting uh, or different type of setting. So it's really interesting to see the way they use writing to kind of work out the things that they're passionate about in life. And I, I think one of the fun things about teen fiction, YA fiction, teen writers in general, is it's a stage of life where they're so, they have so much conviction. And as we get older, that's kind of beaten out of us a little bit, but they're so <laughs> passionate so much conviction and you can see that in the in the things that they write and the stories they tell and in the way they interact with each other in the conferences so that's one of the real joys of of this whole organization is seeing um the way that they express themselves creatively and kind of emotionally through this process well now the the teen author boot camp you mentioned march 25th this year where will it be at joe it's at the utah valley convention center in provo and how big are, are we looking at a couple hundred teens? What What is the size of the conference this year? Um, this year, so our numbers, uh, pre-COVID, our numbers were close to a thousand. We're a few hundred under that um, these days, and we haven't built up our numbers quite yet. And that's one of the reasons why we feel really strongly about raising awareness of this program um, and trying to get us back to those pre-COVID numbers and beyond. Um, and we're also thinking about um, having several versions of Teen Author Boot Camp, and not just in Utah. We're thinking about having one in Dallas, Texas, um, and spreading out that way, too, because it, it has really grown in popularity, and we have a much broader reach on the Internet now. So we're thinking about, okay, we, you know, we can get as many as we can locally in Provo area, but we would like to branch out because there's, there's definitely an interest there. And let's talk about how, if, if, if people still have a moment to register to get their teens, what age group and where would they get registered? Um, so it's for ages 13 through 19, and they would just go to teenauthorbootcamp.com to register. All right. What about the tween author bootcamp? Is that the same happening at the same time as the teen author on March 25th? And who is that for? No, that's going to be happening in the fall, I believe. And it's um, Heather Clark is an author that runs that um, with us. And it's it was really fun. The The last time I think we had a really good show of kids and we were surprised, you know, it's like ages nine through 12. So it's that group of kids right before teen author boot camp. 
And there's a huge interest even in kids that young, which is a huge win when we're talking about literacy in a time when kids are, you know, literacy has fallen, even with, you know, in our modern time, you would think that, oh, more people are illiterate, but it's actually starting to go backwards and partly because of screens and people just doing the swipe, swipe, swipe. Not a lot of people are reading books and delving in. So we're really excited to get the younger kids involved, too, because it's, it's best to catch them while they're young. Right. And, and I think about there's nothing that gives me greater joy than either seeing kids playing together, you know, the fun games like kick the can and just using their creativity. Yeah. Right. But also I get so much joy when I walk by and I see a child maybe at a park with a book on his or her lab. <laughs> it is yes. just such a door to other worlds and it is just absolutely uh, beautiful. Now, Emma, I know that you're also very involved in the upcoming gala and awards ceremony, which is tied to the Teen Author Bootcamp, but it's the day before. Can you tell us a little bit more about this gala? A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Sure. Um, Kind of the focus of the gala is a Teen Reader's Choice Award that was introduced this year. And the idea behind that is that one of the things that draws the teens to Teen Author Boot Camp is, as Joe mentioned, they get to meet a lot of their favorite authors, which is so fun to see the, the giant lines roping around for them to get the book signed and, and talk with their favorite authors. And so this gave them a chance to vote for their favorite books of the, the current books. So the last two years is what we're doing. Um, and so what we don't prompt it, um, the teens vote for what they're passionate about and um, and they we have different categories. And so every category has um, their a, a nomination period where the teens can go in and nominate their favorite books. And then we narrow that down to semi-finalists and finalists. So this is, as far as we know, the only award that's by teens for teens um, with no interference from the grown-ups. So um, <laughs> was centered around um, celebrating those those winners of that. And we also have a Book Hero Award with people from the community. And it also is a time where we celebrate the anthology authors. We also have a poetry collection where we celebrate those authors. So it's kind of a fancier dinner where people from the community um, can come and celebrate kind of the, the best in the field and also the emerging teen writers in the field. And the emerging teen writers that are being recognized will be at the gala as well. Exactly, yes. Ah, that is so great. Now, the gala and awards ceremony is at the Provo Library on March 24th. Is it too late to register to attend that as well, Emma? It, it is. Um, we have to get a catering count a little bit earlier on that one. But we do have a free reception at the Provo Library before it. So 530 to 630, we'll be honoring the anthology um, teams. In the past, we've done a meet and greet where they can kind of sign each other's books and get to know each other and bring their families and kind of have some recognition that way. So if people want to come to that event, it's a mix and mingle. There will be refreshments. You can meet the teen authors, and that's a lot of fun. Oh, you know, and I've, I've met it, uh, Emma, that, I, you know, I, I raised readers, too, and there was nothing like when a new book would come out by an author that they love and 
and going to the bookstore and waiting at midnight, uh, you know, for the book to yeah. be released and sharing in that excitement. So it's wonderful that you bring not only to the gala, but to the boot camps, these authors bring them to town. So the gala and award ceremony sounds fantastic, but I understand that you're going to have some special guests there from the famous TV show Studio C. So who's going to be there? Yeah, so we're lucky to have Adam Berg and Stacey Harkey. Um, now they're doing um, JK Studios, and people have known them from their Studio C skits forever, but we're so pleased that they're going to be there. And Adam is actually going to be one of our authors at Teen Author Bootcamp the next day as well. He's written a book. Oh, how fantastic. And since we talked about big names, you mentioned, Joe, that Holly Black and Nick Brooks were going to be, uh, the, those best-selling authors were going to be at the Teen Author Bootcamp. So people are going to be lined up to meet them. But Holly Black's, is what's her most famous book? I would say The Cruel Prince. Um, she's a New York Times bestseller. She's pretty amazing. She's won a Newbery Award, Good Choice Award, all those things. Like She's very, you know, people love her. So right. we're very excited that she's coming. And Nick Brooks. Now, he used to be a teacher turned filmmaker. And so he has some big books and there's going to be a big crowd for him, too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, and tell me a little bit, because Nick Brooks is also part of another angle of Teen Author Bootcamp, and that is your book drop. So tell us about the book drop. Yeah, so Bookstrap is a newer program that we started about a year ago um, when we saw a need that one of the barriers to literacy starts quite young. The statistics are really dismal, like one in 300 kids in impoverished areas even own a book that is age appropriate. And we thought, this is not okay. And so even though we were doing tween and teen, we're like, ooh, we need to do something for younger kids. So what we started doing was um, reaching out to schools with the help of Jennifer Nielsen, who is a New York Times bestseller. She partnered with us. And um, we we deliver free books and an author visit to these underprivileged Title I schools. We'll go in there. They'll do a big presentation with the author. Um, and then each kid gets their own book for free to take home that's signed by the author. And it has been the most exciting thing. The kids just light up. They love it so much. And it kind of does two things. It gets them to have a book in their hands that maybe they don't own any other book besides that. But it also gives them um, this unique opportunity for a presentation where the author is getting them jazzed about books, telling them that, you know, if you can learn to have your voice and put it down and tell your stories, that you can kind of write your way out of wherever you are right now, you know? And I think it was really great because last year, Shannon Hale was able to, author Shannon Hale was able to go to the Title I school that she had attended as a young child and present it and say, I used to go to this school and now look, you know, and then give everybody a copy of her book. And it was it was great. We we're just really excited about this program. And we're trying to put books in the hands of as many kids as possible. Of course, we're constantly looking for funding for this because it's not revenue generating in the least. But we're we're, we're just so committed to our mission to raise and elevate literacy in young people that we're just completely committed to spreading this more and more. Oh, you can just imagine what it's like the very first time someone gets not only their own book, but it's been autographed by the author that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he or she met. I mean, it's magic. Uh, you know, I, I, yeah. I can reflect back to a chance that I had. Somebody gave me a book that Lucille Ball had autographed Ooh. because she had wow. written about it. And I was just like 11. I mean, I just, I slept wow. with the book. I, you know, 
I, I, <laughs> because I had the pen pen marks on it. And so I know I'm talking to book lovers, you know, Joe Schaefer Layton and Emma Nelson, and you understand uh, very deeply about that. Emma, I, we have just a couple of minutes. And as the publisher or CEO of Owl uh, Hollow Press, I just was curious to um, your um, your perspective on why it is that teens seem to really love fantasy and, you know, th- that type of creative science fiction that's out there as well? That's a really great question. I, I think a lot of it is the escape escapism and the fun world building. I think you can take any kind of angst or emotion or setting and put it in one of those one of those plots and really um, bring it to life. One of the things that we joke about with with um, the editors who work on the anthology is the weird names that all of these kids make up. They're <laughs> unpronounceable. But I think it's, it's like extra levels of creativity in the fantasy world. And obviously, um, one of Joe mentioned um, book drop. One of the things that that brought to mind is how so many of the authors that we listen to talk about how as a child they didn't even know authors existed. They didn't really have a concept of how books were made. And so I think um, I think meeting these authors and having these ideas and then realizing that they can formulate these fantasy worlds and bring in magic and fight the dragons and, and save the day in these contexts where they can't necessarily have that power in everyday life is really empowering for for teens. Well, and you're the one who has the MA in folklore and and literature, but it is something that a way that the community or a way that a society deals with um, challenges and obstacles is is passing on these stories year after year. You know, somebody vulnerable that, uh, you know, hits this difficult obstacle and and somehow transcends and moves forward. And and that, that those folkloric kind of hero stories are a part. They really do send messages to us that we can be the heroes in our own story and what to watch out for, I guess I should say, too. Exactly. Right. Yeah. It is beautiful. And actually, Go ahead. actually this, year's, um, this year's theme at Teen Author Bootcamp is heroes and villains. It's that idea that both are born of tragedy and which will you be? Because if you think about it, the origin story is usually suffering, but one chooses to move forward in a positive way and villains, you know, make everyone pay for it, you know, kind of thing. So we just thought that that whole idea of like being able to insert yourself in a story and imagine out the beginning and the middle of the end of somebody's character arc is actually a form of therapy as well, because a lot of these kids are going through really hard things. And so if they can write their way toward being one way or the other, you know, it's, it's kind of cool for them to be able to process some of these things in a creative way. Right. And, you know, uh, heroes and villains, uh, Joe mentioned that you're always looking for more financial support so that you can bring these books into the Title I classrooms. You can bring the authors into the classrooms or you can support the Teen Author Boot Camp. What are some ways that we can provide community support and financial support to these programs, Joe? Well, I think it's really important, for one thing, to raise awareness so more kids are participating in our programs. Um, we also have on our website in our swag store, we have a donation button. Um, we have other places that you can donate as well. But to contact one of us, if you're interested in being a book hero, we call them book heroes, um, or a, a literacy ally, and 
meet with us, talk to us. We'd love to hear how we can help one another. But definitely, if there's any kind of financial gifting that can happen, that would be wonderful. That would just keep us growing and going and doing all the good things that we do. All right. So for those who want to contact Emma Nelson, you can reach her at Emma at TeenAuthorBC.com. How can we reach you, Joe? It's at Joe at TeenAuthorBC.com. Thank you so much, Joe and Emma, for giving us the big picture of all the wonderful work that you're doing with the Teen Author Boot Camp. And congratulations. We're excited about the upcoming gala and the conference. And for more information, as she mentioned, you can go to TeenAuthorBootCamp.com. Thank you so much for joining us in this week's edition of Utah Weekly Forum. Thank you, Rebecca. Utah Weekly Forum is produced by KSFI FM 100.3 in Salt Lake City, a Bonneville International Station. Subscribe to the Utah Weekly Forum podcast online and email us at Rebecca at FM100.com. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.